Welcome to Discovering Spirit Within. This is Reverend Deborah Phillips coming to you from Spiritual Life Center in Sacramento, California. I've called this podcast Endless Opportunities for I'm not quite sure what reason. I mean, the idea that we're going to be talking about is that it's never too late to start something or do something. And I had gone through several different titles, one of which was It's Never Too Late, but that just didn't seem snappy enough. And this is an example of how we all get into overthinking. So I'll stop talking about that and get to our topic. There are two main ideas that I want to address today. The first one is that Keep in mind that we are, as human beings, unfinished, and we will always be unfinished. We are a process. We are not a destination. Being human is a process. And the other part of that is, is that means that it's never too late to try something new. It's never too late to change direction. It's never too late. Now, it may seem like that sometimes, and we end up on a path and we feel like we're stuck on that path. But there are certain times in our lives when we get the opportunity to make a change or do something different. Now, the first things that come to mind are people who started doing things later in life, like um, the man who started McDonald's was in his 50s. And um, there's a woman named Grandma Moses, which a lot of you probably have never even heard of. And she started painting in her 80s or 90s or something, and then she got all famous. My favorite story is the one that was shown on on Oprah probably, I don't know, 20 years ago. It's been a long time. And it was a, they showed this black man who was 99 years old. And every morning he got up and went down to the local school in order to learn how to read because he wanted to be able to read the Bible before he died. This man was learning to read at the age of 99. Now, all these people who went out and started businesses and got really rich when they were older are impressive, but for someone to take on the job of reading English at at that advanced age impressed me more than anything else, and in fact, it brought tears to my eyes because, well, wow. Now, that's a dramatic example, and we use dramatic examples because they catch our attention. But sometimes I think these dramatic examples don't help us because then the rest of us walk around looking for these dramatic things to happen in our life when most of the stuff that happens, most of the changes that we make are subtle or low key or kind of happen when we're not really paying attention. And so we miss them and we miss the importance of them. An example, of course, is I went back to the college when I was something like 50 decided that I was going to get my degree. And I know I've talked about this in other podcasts. And I did it because I thought I was going to be single for the rest of my life. And I wanted to get a decent job. It was also something that I just wanted to finish because I hadn't done that when I was younger. I had a blast. I had more fun being in school in my 50s than I had the entire time I was in school as a young person. I had more fun doing my BA than I did my master's, but thats I think that's normal. I think they just make it more miserable trying to get you through so you'll stop going to school. I don't know what that's about. But anyway, that's not the point here. The point is, is that there's always opportunities to do something different, to change. I was talking to someone the other day who is probably under 40, and they they were talking about how they start to worry about that they're not doing enough, they're not getting far enough along in life, and and what do they do, and they kind of start to panic. And this is not uncommon. 
there seems to come a time for almost everybody when they stop and think, what am I doing? Am I doing my life the right way? Am I doing enough? What's going to happen when I get older? And often this happens in your early 40s. It doesn't always. It happened to me. I was about 42, and I realized that I really needed to up my spiritual life, my, my spiritual teaching, my spiritual involvement. It's, and I had it going all along, but when I hit that point in my life, it was like, I really need to go down this path in a really serious way. And so I did. I actually up and quit a job with no savings and started doing healing work and a couple of other things. And somehow I survived that financially. I look back now and really kind of wonder how I did that. And that is not something that I recommend. Um, But I, I won't call it a midlife crisis because I didn't feel like I was in crisis. I just felt like there is more to do with my life. Now, like I'm saying, right now I'm, I'm talking about that early 40s where a lot of people are starting to look at the world differently. Many people who have gotten married and have children, the children are either starting to get ready to leave the home or they're at least an independent enough that the parent also has some freedom and you're starting to maybe look for another way of being in the world. And that's really cool. What happens to so many people, and this person I was talking to, is there seems to be a little bit of, of self-beratement, if that's a word, about what am I doing and I'm not doing enough and oh, I'm confused. And, and, and you start to start to feel like when you're 18 and you're graduating from high school and it's like, what do I do with my life? And the people are either pushing you to go to college or pushing you not to go to college. And everybody thinks that 18, you should know what you, should, what you want to do with your life, which is absolutely ridiculous, by the way. And so it comes to about the early 40s where this, this seems to come up again. Now, it's not the same for everyone. You might have someone hit this place in their early 30s. I mean, you know, time, the age isn't really important. I'm just saying that the most, the most conversations I've had have been with the people in their early 40s starting to look at, okay, there's another maybe 40 years ahead of me. What am I going to do with myself? When you're in your 20s, you're really kind of thinking about how do I get to tomorrow or how do I get to next week? In your 30s, you're thinking, how can I get through the next year? And then by the time you're starting to hit your 40s, you're realizing that this is going to go on for a while. So what do I do? The answer to that, well, there's several answers to that. One of which, whatever you're doing now is enough. You're doing exactly what you're supposed to be doing in this moment. First of all, give yourself credit for being where you are right now, for what you have accomplished, whether you're in the most satisfying job in the world or the most dissatisfying job in the world, whether you have children or in a relationship or not, it doesn't really matter. You are enough in this moment, which I've talked about in another podcast. When you accept that, then you can start to look around and say, well, what do I want to be different? What else can I do? How else can I be? Do I need to go back to school? Do I need to open a business? Do I need to become an artist? Do I need to start writing? Do I need to just go fishing or hiking? What do I need inside myself? You might 
start to notice that a theme is evolving here. And that theme is how we evolve as people over our lifetimes. When we're babies, we don't know anything outside ourselves. We just know that we need to be comforted and and fed and taken care of. And then as we get a little bit older, we start to discover that there's things outside ourselves when we start to walk and move around. And then we start to differentiate between ourselves and other people. And then we go to school and we all know what that's like. And there's all this world to deal with. And we're dealing with, so we start by being so in ourselves that we don't realize that there's a difference between us and other people. And then we come out into the world and see nothing but difference. And then as we start to get a little bit older, we start to come back to an introspective place. And it's not like going back and being a baby and not knowing the difference between us and other people. It is that moment when you start to realize start to have the time, start to have the wherewithal to look within and really examine who you are and what you're doing and what you want in life. And it's not too late. This is a normal progression. We have to go through all these different phases of our lives to learn things, to get experience, to get context for our lives. Older students tend to do a little bit better in school than really young people. And it's not just because young people have other things on their mind. Older, older students have more context for the world, more context for their lives. And so when a subject is, is offered and you study it, there is more to, uh, more, more ways, there are more ways to integrate and to relate to. And so you retain the information better. Maybe that's the best way to put it. When we have context, we can relate to it. When we have context, we can use it. When we don't have context, I mean, if you're sitting in a class and you're 20 years old and they're talking about something that you've never experienced and you have no clue what they're really talking about, you're going, yeah, 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 that's just a piece of information. 20 years later, you're studying the same thing and all of a sudden it's like, oh yeah, I know either I've had that experience or I know someone who's had that experience and you then can place that information into your usable memory stream, if that makes any sense at all. So think about it. I'm, you know, I, I keep talking about going back to school simply because it's a really good example, but it is not the only thing that you can do as you get older. A lot of people choose to do all kinds of, of different things, and they don't all involve going back to school. But no matter what it is you're doing that's new or different, you're having to learn a different way of being. You're having to figure out how to do something in a new and different way. And again, while some of the, the changes might be a little bit harder because we get into habits and we get into a certain comfort zone. And so that part is maybe a little bit hard to break. But this other part is easier because you have more context for life and you know what you like and what you don't like. Or if you don't already, it's a great time to start figuring out what it is you do like, what it is you don't like, what works for you, what doesn't work for you. And of course, this goes all the way across the board from being in a relationship to having a job to being creative to whatever it is you're doing with your life, you get to figure out what it is you really want. The early parts of our lives are so full of obligation, whether it's just the obligation to grow up, get a little bit of an education and go out into the world, um, 
we're always supposed to be doing something. We grow up with, with all these supposed to, you're supposed to be starting to talk. You're supposed to be walking. You're supposed to be learning how to dress yourself. You're supposed to be in first grade. You're supposed to learn how to read. You're supposed to, you get the, there's a lot of supposed tos. I call them supposed tos. As we move along in life, we can start dropping a lot of those supposed tos and we can start to choose what it is that we're going to do. And we can also allow ourselves to not have done many things that maybe some other people think we should have. And we can say, this is my path. This is what I'm supposed to be doing. This is what I am called to do. And I use the word call. And of course, people kind of get like, well, it's a calling like being a minister. No, you might be called to just go walk in the desert. The what is not as important as the being in touch with who you are and what you want to do or what you feel called to do. Now, feeling called doesn't mean that you're called to something like being a minister or go out and save the world. It is what your soul is calling you to do and asking you to be. So maybe we wouldn't call this a midlife crisis so much as that phone call from your soul saying, yo, it's time to uh, start looking at life a little differently. And hey, good job so far. Good job, no matter what you've been doing, no matter how successful or unsuccessful you feel, because actually you are very successful in being unsuccessful. That's a whole other talk. But when you get to a certain point in your life, and it is, again, a different age for everyone. I'm talking in very big generalities here. But there comes a time, the opportunity to look within and start to figure out who you are and who you want to be and how you want to be that person that you want to be. Now, I know that a lot of the millennial generation and people coming up behind them are looking at this a little bit earlier. There's more uh, introspection, I think, or maybe it's just pure rebellion, I don't know. But I know people who are in that other category now that are more concerned about their inner well-being and how they are in the world. And so that's kind of a good thing. But I still will bet you that as time goes on, there's going to be a re-evaluation. In fact, I would hope that there would be like a yearly or decadely re-evaluation of what you're doing with your life or what's going on within inside you. Now, I keep talking about what you're doing with your life, but what I'm really talking about is what's going on inside you. And for so much of our early years, we don't have the time really to stop and wonder and look at what's going on inside us. We might have moments, we might even have a week or two, but then life in, you know, comes on. We have to work, we have to make a living, we have to raise those kids, we be in that relationship, whatever it is, we're back to those supposed tos. And when the supposed tos are invading us, we're not looking inside as much because we just simply don't have time. Multitasking is not something that we do very well, and especially when we're talking about our inner and our outer lives, that multitasking is really hard. In fact, this is where we get into this idea of I'm either going to be a spiritual person or I'm going to be a person in the world, and we often think that we can't do both. Learning to integrate our spirituality and our everyday life is probably 
one of the most interesting and perhaps challenging things that we can do. And it is why I have a job, because what, what we do at SLC, what most of the New Thought teachers are doing is teaching us how to be spiritual in a material world. And of course, we live in a very, very materialistic society. So what's my point here? My point is that as you move through the different decades of your life, and I have honestly found that each decade has its own challenges, its own gifts, and its own perspectives. My perspective on life changed a lot when I turned 50. It changed again when I turned 60, and it changed again when I hit the next one. Not that I'm telling you how old I am. Now, some people don't ever change their perspective. We all know that there are people who are elderly who are so stuck in what they believed all these years that you just can't even really communicate with them. I get that. So I would encourage you to understand that we are not finished. We are ever-evolving beings, each one of us. And we have a lot of choices on how we live our lives and how we are in the world. Now, we might not have a lot of choices financially or, you know, materially with relationships. That Those choices in and of themselves might not be huge, but we have huge choices of how we are inside. And that is where we get to define ourselves. That is where we get to know ourselves. That is where we, who we really are, that inner self that we pretty much ignore for most of our growing up and into our probably 20s and, and 30s and even 40s. We don't have time. We're looking to keep going in this world. We're looking to achieve. We're looking to um, be the best person that we can be or be the most successful person we can be. And then as we get older, we realize that maybe the race isn't as important or winning isn't as important. And of course, not everybody gets there. I, I get that. But as you move into these, these times of questioning where I am and how I'm doing, do, please don't look at that as a failure. You are in the perfect place to expand your consciousness, to expand your life, to become more aware of who you are as a divine being, as the person that shines in the world. The, it gives you the opportunity to get quiet and allow that divine light that is inherent in each one of us to shine, to go out into the world and do some good and help people. Now, helping people doesn't mean anything more than going out into the world in joy and light and love and letting that energy spread among other people. Now, this is another dramatic example, but I just want to share it, is there was a day when I did a memorial service for a family, and it was wonderful. People, there was just so much joy and so much gratitude for the person who had moved on. I left that service completely full of joy and peace and and happiness. And I went into a grocery store and I must have been, I swear I must have been glowing because as I walked into the store, every person I encountered had this sort of magical connection. I'm, I'm not even sure how to explain it. It's just sort of like I walked in, in that store and that energy that I was carrying permeated and filled the whole store. And every single person I interacted with was smiling and happy and it was the best example I've ever had of how my personal energy affects other people. It was so cool. 
And that's not a real, really common. I mean, that kind of joy and peace spreading like that. But we all have that opportunity. And that opportunity comes more when we know who we are, when we have started to look inside ourselves and say, yes, I I am an expression of the one source, the divine energy. It expresses itself through me. And it doesn't matter how old I am. It doesn't matter what I've accomplished or what I want to accomplish. I have the ability to make choices at every point in my life. Now, some of those choices are going to be more obvious than others, but we have the choices. We have the opportunities. And some opportunities are going to come up and they're going to smack you in the face. And some opportunities are going to be sort of hiding in the corner and you're going to have to ferret them out. But the opportunities are there. I encourage you to take the limitation off of who you are and what you can be and what you can do and how you can be from the inside out. Take time, even if it's five minutes, to look inside yourself once a day, even if it's one minute. There's this great book called The One Minute Meditation. You should go out and find it. Um, I think I've talked about this before, but you go through half of the book and he tells you to stop reading the book and go practice. And I've never gone back and read the rest of the book because what he taught in the first part of the book worked for me and that's all I needed. And it's a matter of sitting down for one minute. I set my phone um, timer for one minute and just get quiet for that one minute. And it is amazing how that will change your frame of mind. It seems like instantaneously, but it's, it's, uh, it's, it's a whole minute. So I guess what I'm trying to tell you today is please recognize that there are stages of life. They're different for everyone, although there are some patterns that most of us seem to go through. Accept where you are in any one moment, if you can. Accept the fact that you're not comfortable. Accept the fact that you may want to change. Accept the fact that right now in this very moment, you might not feel adequate or like there's so much you have to do before you, you know, go off the planet. Allow all of that stuff to go through your head, but look at it and then put it where it belongs and understand that this restlessness is that call from your soul that you've been waiting for all this time. When you start to feel restless, rejoice because that means you're starting to listen to yourself. You're starting to listen to that deep inner part of yourself. That restlessness is not necessarily a bad thing. How you deal with it, what you do with that restlessness is another matter. And this is where the inner contemplation comes from. This is where the recognizing that there's nothing wrong with you, you're you're being nudged to do something different. It might even be you know, to wear a different outfit one day, or it might be to change your, uh, slightly change your diet. It might be to um, stop hanging out with a friend. It might be to, oh, I want to make this person a better friend. It doesn't have to be massively life-changing to be massively life-changing. Even the smallest tweak can put you down a completely different path. And it's a really cool thing to watch. And honestly, I prefer the small tweaks to the massively life-changing ones because it's just more restful, very frankly. So if you feel restless, if you're in a place where you're wondering, what have I done with my life and what am I going to do with my life? And I know a lot of people who are on the verge of turning 30 go through this as well. Whatever your age, whatever you're doing, 
it's it's wonderful where you are right now. And there are so many possibilities, so many things that you can do. You can stay in the same job, the same relationship, but there's other things that you can change. You can go down different paths. Even if you just start reading a different genre of books, I mean, think about the teeny, what you might consider teeny tiny opportunities. And I guess that's the other part of this is that I would encourage you to stop looking for the big flamboyant, flashy things that are going on and start to recognize the little gifts, the little subtle things that happen, the little subtle changes, the things that you might become more interested in and the things that you are less interested in and how your life changes very subtly and slowly over a period of time and how you can allow that to be the way you express your divine self in the world. I sometimes wonder if this podcast ever makes any sense and people tell me it does. And I'm very grateful for that. And I will tell you that doing this podcast has been a huge shift in my life. I could not ever have imagined doing it. And it is a wonderful opportunity for me. It is something that came out of left field and then it came out of right field and then it landed right on top of me. I have days when I, I put off doing this podcast because it feels weird to sit down and talk to the microphone by myself. At the same time, I know that every time I do this, something in me changes because I have gone out of my comfort zone just a little bit and put myself out there and, and allowed spirit to speak through me because most of this is spirit speaking through me. I couldn't come up with the stuff on my own. And that's maybe another thing to consider is when you are looking at what's going on and what you might want to change and how you're feeling restless, have that conversation with your inner self and allow spirit to speak through you or to you and really start to listen to your inner voice because your inner voice knows exactly what's going on and your inner voice knows the score and your inner voice is your, your best companion and your best advisor. And in fact, I think I'll probably do a podcast on your inner voice here pretty soon because obviously um, spirit is wanting to talk about that a little bit. So keep in mind that while we go on through stages and age has something to do with it, it's how we experience life. It's the way we put life in context. It's the way that we get restless, which causes us to change. Whether it's a teeny tiny change or a big massive change, it doesn't matter. Learning to listen to your inner voice, learning to recognize when you feel restless and not make yourself wrong for it. Learning to stop and see where you are right now in life and not question what you've done before and not panic and worry about what you're going to do next. Just put one foot in front of the other. Stop every once in a while for just 60 seconds and listen, and then start walking again. And it is amazing how life will flow and how you can become much more comfortable in your own skin. I wish you a beautiful, insightful week filled with endless opportunities. Thank you for listening today. Discovering Spirit Within is produced by Spiritual Life Center. If you enjoyed our discussion and feel inspired to support us, you can go to slcworld.org forward slash donate. And now until we meet again, deep peace to the running wave to you. 
deep peace of the flowing air to you, deep peace of the quiet earth to you, deep peace of the shining stars to you, deep peace of the son and daughter of peace to you, and may the joys of the world go with you.